This podcast is a production of WCWP, LIU Public Radio. Check out our lineup of original programs, listen live, or support by visiting WCWP.org. Good morning. This is Mark Snyder. It's Friday, August 20th at 9 a.m., which can only mean that it's time for Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. Also, hello to our podcast listeners and those of you checking us out on our YouTube channel, WCWP Studios. Chamber Chatter is a monthly roundtable discussion with today's Long Island business leaders. It's been underwritten by MapTunes, Long Island Chamber Maps. And let me introduce my three guests joining me today via Zoom technology. Uh, they are Joanne Betcher. She is the president of the Lindenhurst Chamber of Commerce. That's a community located on the south shore of Western Suffolk County on the Great South Bay. Gavin Manu, president of the Sag Harbor Chamber, which is on the north side of Long Island's South Fork, if you're following along. And it's nestled right on the Peconic River in Sag Harbor Bay. And then Holly Bottolari, she's president of the Mount Sinai Miller Place Chamber Alliance. And those communities lie on the north shore of Suffolk County on the Long Island Sound. So if you're sensing a theme for today's program, you'd be right. These are all waterfront <laughs> communities. So Joanne, Gavin, and Holly, I thank you for joining us on Chamber Chatter. Let's get right into it. Now, Holly, I'm going to start with you because something struck me. I noticed that you call your organization the Mount Sinai Miller Place Chamber Alliance as opposed to a Chamber of Commerce. Uh, why the, the distinction? Um, the our chamber we're in existence about three years now, and we were an offshoot of the Brookhaven Chamber of Commerce, which was years ago. It was before me, um, but it became very large and very hard to manage. So a few, a few years back, I'm guessing between four and five years back, all these, the local communities around my area. So we're Mount Sinai Miller Place, there's Rocky Point, Sound Beach, Port Jefferson, Port Jefferson Station, and you know, a bunch of others. Um, they broke off because it was just too large of an area. You know, more people were coming out and it was just too large of a membership base to handle. So um, we're basically an offshoot of the Brookhaven Chamber of Commerce. So the, I want to say our, our founding four fathers and mothers three years ago, <laughs> this was the president before me, um, because it was more than one town, it was Mount Sinai and Miller Place that they were taken on. They wanted to use alliance rather than chamber. Our legal name is Mount Sinai Miller Place Chamber of Commerce, and we have a DBA, you know, using the alliance. And, you know, there was just some, you know, it was more of like strategy and more of networking things. Um, I, I kind of gravitate back to the you know, Chamber of Commerce because honestly, most, a lot of people don't know what an alliance, you know, Chamber Alliance, what is that? You know, it's like, well, we're, we're the Chamber of Commerce, but we go under that. So sometimes it is a bit confusing. Um, so I kind of interchange it a little bit, you know, as it suits, you know, whatever it is that we're doing. Well, I was able to find you. <laughs> which is good, which is good. <laughs> you know, uh, I did a project years ago for um, your area, but back then it was actually called the CDM, 
the Council of Dedicated Merchants. And if you think that alliance is confusing, (laughs) Council of Dedicated Merchants represented Mount Sinai, Miller Place, Sound Beach, and Rocky Point. And that's probably around 2008, 2009. Then they added Port Jeff Station and you said a couple other uh, communities and then it got real big. And then what happens? Then it, you know, one of the beauties of having an individual chamber is that you can super serve your community. Correct. When you represent six, seven, sounds like eight, dare I say, communities, very difficult to focus in on one area or give each one its own unique attention. Correct. So um, interesting story, though. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Gavin, Sag Harbor, one of the top five places on Long Island my wife and I like to visit. Great town. How are things going this summer in Sag Harbor? We are bursting at the seams here in Sag Harbor. Um, obviously, hey, that's, not, that's no surprise, you know, for, for August. It's a, you know, it, which is a wonderful thing. I, I'm not complaining. It's, it's what drives our economy. Uh, it's, it's vibrant. Our, our stores and restaurants are, are busy. Um, and, um, you know, it's a little different this year just because we've been busy like this now for going on 18 months. Uh, when the pandemic hit, everybody knows there was, a, there was an exodus from New York City and other urban areas. And a lot of people um, settled out here on the East End. Uh, second homeowners filled up their houses. The real estate market boomed. And um, we, we've basically been at a, at a real high capacity ever since then. And, you know, the, this, this summer with, with people just not traveling as much overseas or even, uh, even within the country, it's, it's a very busy time. Hmm. Your, um, your town had an interesting experience a couple of years ago that my listeners might not be aware of. You had a fire, big setback on Main Street there. Can you tell us uh, how, you know, a little history there and how that all progressed? Absolutely. I, I also own the Sag Harbor newspaper, so I, I remember the day very clearly. It was uh, it was December 16th. It was um, 2016, so five years ago. And it was a, a frigid cold day and there was a, a fire broke out um, and it burned down uh, the Sag Harbor Cinema, which was, mm-hmm. was one of our landmarks. The sign is, is, is famous. It says Sag Harbor. And uh, th- thankfully, our firefighters uh, fought it and, and prevented other Main Street buildings from burning. It could have been a lot worse than it was. There was a, a strong wind blowing down Main Street and um you know, so the cinema burned, uh, pretty much was completely destroyed. The facade fell down that night and uh, it, was a, it was a pretty tough time. And, uh, you know, a lot of, there were some other businesses that were damaged, but not destroyed, but they did have to rebuild a couple of different buildings, including the Sag Harbor Cinema, which uh, we're happy to report is, is now open. It was scheduled to open last year, kind of near the uh, five-year anniversary of that fire. But it, um, it was delayed, of course, uh, because of COVID, as, as so many things were. And the cinema opened on Memorial Day this year, and it is beautiful. It is, there's, a, there's a rooftop bar. I mean, state-of-the-art sound. Um, most movie theaters rate their sound on a scale of one to 10. And most theaters are like a three or a four. The Sac Harbor Cinema is a 10. So you can imagine how great the sound is in there. We're, we're really happy to have it back. You know, fire can be devastating to a community. Uh, several months ago, we had on a very small chamber uh, near Floral <coughs> Park, uh, the Covert Avenue Chamber of Commerce, just a strip of stores, maybe 40. And they had a fire that took out six or seven 
of their buildings and really um, set them back, like the chamber president said, like I never expected. I just, um, it just ravaged the community. It unsettled people and uh, it's taken them a long time to recover. Yeah, so, I mean, it's tough. And you know what's amazing though, is that from that fire, the, the, a community organization rallied around the cinema and actually wanted to purchase it from the, the owner back then. And it was a huge community effort to raise money uh, millions of dollars, in fact, $8 million. And they raised that kind of money. They rebuilt the cinema. We've got plaques all in there for everybody who donated. It's, it's really uh, the community and the business community in particular has a real ownership of that property now. Yeah, some of the situation in, uh, in Covert Avenue Chamber where people came forward, a lot of people uh, opened up their wallets, their pocketbooks and said, how can we help? Because it's another one of those little charming downtown areas, small kind of like your main street there. Um, but anyway, so I'm glad you've rebounded. It's taken a while uh, for the cinema to come back, but good to hear that you're back. Thank you. Okay, Joanne. Now I live just a few towns down the road from Lindenhurst. Oh, you uh, do? <laughs> I live in Massapequa. Oh. Um, one of our closest friends lives there. We docked our boat there for years on Wellwood Avenue. We love your restaurants. Yes. We love your theater. Uh, mm -hmm. Tell my audience about the great village of Lindenhurst. Well, our great village of Lindenhurst has just gotten greater. Uh, during COVID, I am so proud to be able to say we opened up 13 new businesses where a lot of places I know did close, but we are really thriving. And as uh, uh, it's been mentioned before about uh, vibrant downtowns, Oz has become really vibrant. Uh, Gavin, it's really great. Uh, we have uh, now uh, the well is opening up. Um, that's an apartment complex. It used to be owned by Lakeville Properties. And uh, uh, TriTech came in and bought it over, put up a beautiful complex. And from that, everything else is thriving. Unbelievable. Um, we have, uh, there's, they, it's, an over, it's over $100 million project. Wow. Uh, that they put into this and uh, about 260 apartments. So we've had all these new businesses, of course, come in. You know, we're very close to that. You know, we have great beaches. Uh, we have a wonderful Venetian Shores Beach where you can you can bring your family and have a great family fun day all day long. I mean, between the beach, the children's spray park at our beach, we have three live theaters and uh, we also have, uh, you know, a, a children's paint palette that they can go to. We have museums. We also have the very first um, railroad depot museum in Lindenhurst, which is quite nice. They have uh, the original uh, restored railroad depot with the freight house and the train. So it's, uh, you get, it's, it's quite an interesting place to go to. So you can go from our downtown in the middle of the town in the village down to the water. You can have wonderful food down there. You can bring your boat down there, dock your boat and get off and go to a restaurant or uh, go swimming you know, or have a wedding. We also, <laughs> we also have the Chateau Le Maire down the end there. Yes, you do. Where they hold beautiful parties and weddings. You know, Joanne, we have a feature on our program called Day Tripper. And that's yes. where I ask you, what's there to do in your town? And you oh, may and have just, just provided it. us with my answer. <laughs> 
but I'm going to come I'm back sorry. to you later. That's all right. I'll come back to you a little bit more about that. But okay. I do swing back, Holly, for a second. We just kind of talked about how you got the name of the Chamber Alliance. But um, how's life in Mount Sinai Miller Place in uh, the summer of 2021? It, it, it's great. It, it really is. It's, um, you know, it, it's busy out there. Uh, people are, uh, it, they're shopping. Um, we have Heritage Park, which is um, it kind of like, I want to say it's kind of like the center of our park area, uh, our mm-hmm. town. And every day, especially it's the summers, we have, you know, beautiful ball fields and uh, soccer fields that, oh my God, it's all beautiful turf and people, there's kids playing, there's adults playing soccer and the, the ball fields and people are walking and riding their bikes and the kids go there and um, uh, enjoy a really tremendous playground that I never had what growing, when I was growing up. So um, a lot going on there. Um, you know, I, we, uh, as a family, we keep local. Uh, we try to keep local with, you know, eating and shopping and, you know, a lot of great restaurants we go in. The restaurants are busy. Uh, we were out over the weekend and um, we go down to Cedar Beach and Cedar Beach is, you know, when I was raising my family, my kids are in their 20s and early 30s now. It was a very quiet area. And they opened up uh, Tiki Joe's, which is the restaurant in that area. And since then, it has attracted um, so many people. Uh, people are coming, you know, night and day. And um, the beach is just hopping. We were down there the other night. They have the best sunsets, best sunsets. Uh, and uh, people are coming down 7.30, quarter to eight, and it's kind of like at that dusk time, and still coming with the little kids, coming with picnics, and packed like I've never seen it, and uh, I just love it. I think it's it's great, and it's great for our community. Yeah, we'll talk more about your community on the Day Tripper segment coming up in a little bit, but in the meantime, thank you for the introductions. Last month, we introduced a new feature on our program called Day Tripper, as I had mentioned to Joanne. We lifted it from our North Carolina affiliate, WCOM, and we received such a good number of positive positive emails about it. uh, So we decided that we're going to run it again this time around. So here's how it works. Gavin, let's assume I'm coming to Sag Harbor for the day with my wife and three adult, young adult children. How should we spend our day? What would you have for us on on your itinerary? Right. Well, this is a segment on the waterfront. So obviously, uh, you know, the the morning is a beautiful time in Sag Harbor. I mean, the the earlier, the better. And and you grab a cup of coffee, you take a stroll along the waterfront. Uh, We have a a new park on the waterfront called Steinbeck Park, uh, which is is still to be developed, but it's a beautiful open space Uh, right on over to Long Wharf, which is kind of the signature space in Sag Harbor, a beautiful stretch out into the water, Uh, Windmill Beach, Marine Park. You're going to see some of the most beautiful yachts in the whole world that dock in the summer months. Uh, You can look off towards Shelter Island and towards the North Fork um, and just really take in what is our most valued commodity here which is which is our waterfront and people here enjoy it uh they get out on it and and just a stroll along the waterfront in sag harbor is something special in itself 
Um, but but again, there, there's more to it. There's beaches. We have we have what's called Long Beach. Uh, technically, it's Foster Memorial Beach, um, to, which is a wonderful stretch right on the Peconic Bay. Um, about 15 minute drive from Sag Harbor are are the ocean beaches, which are uh, you know obviously world renowned. Um, but you know, for those people who are just staying in the village for the day, uh, you know, you got to have lunch or dinner at the historic American Hotel on Main Street. It's got a great vibe, great food, friendly service. Uh, Sag Harbor has an incredible restaurant scene, nearly three dozen eateries in what's basically a less than a three mile square, three square mile village. So, um, you know, uh, go, going out to eat is a, is a no brainer when you're on vacation. We've got Japanese, Italian pizza restaurants, burgers, um, and obviously some world class seafood. So there's really something for everyone. Um, you know, and then, and then in the afternoon, uh, it's all about the art scene here in Sag Harbor. We mentioned the cinema. Uh, we also have Bay Street Theater. We've got a bunch of galleries. It's really a, a world-renowned place for, for writers, artists. Um, and and I, I definitely encourage people to, you know, Main Street is easily walked uh, from top to bottom. Um, and, and, and like I said, there's just some great art galleries. And you, and you have to see the new Sag Harbor Cinema. It's just a, it's a real wonderful spot. They've got, as I mentioned, the rooftop bar. Uh, they're showing, um, you know, to present movies that are just coming out, and blockbusters as well as art house stuff. And then, you know, as the day wears on late in the evening, you know, um, a lot of the shops stay open late. Uh, it's, it's just a very vibrant scene, even into the evenings, mostly because of all those restaurants I mentioned. People, the people are hopping, there's a bar scene, uh, and, uh, you know, the waterfront is lit up with all the yachts. Uh, you know, you really can't be just basically strolling around Sag Harbor and taking in all it has to offer. All right, uh, ladies, I have been to Sag Harbor many times. I don't know if you have, but if you haven't, there I have <laughs> many, many reasons to go. Yes. Yeah. All right. A quick it's break. And then we're right fabulous back here. in Sag Harbor. I'll say it myself. One of my it, favorite, it is. favorite places. Yeah. All right. A quick break. And then we're right back here with Jeannie in the bottle. And that's where we learn what three wishes our guests have for their chamber. And we're also going to find out what there is to do for a day in the communities of Mount Sinai and Miller Place. This is 88.1 FM and WCWP.org, and we're coming right back. Welcome back to 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. This is Chamber Chatter, and I'm your host, Mark Snyder. Chamber Chatter is a monthly roundtable discussion with today's Long Island business leaders, and it's been underwritten by Maptoons, Long Island Chamber Maps, and by the Maptoon Shoppers Discount app. With over 2,500 discounts island-wide, you can download the Maptoons app. That's Maptoons, M-A-P-T-O-O-N-S. Or you can simply visit shoppersdiscountcard.com. My business leaders with me today are Joanne Betcher. She is the president of the Lindenhurst Chamber of Commerce. Gavin Manu, president of the Sag Harbor Chamber and Holly Bottolari, president of the Mount Sinai Miller Place Chamber Alliance. Okay, it's time for Genie in a Bottle, and this is where our listening audience learns about the three wishes that our guests have for their business group. Gavin, let me paint a picture for you. Let's say you're strolling down charming Main Street, you spot a bottle alongside the curb, and when you pick it up, a magic genie pops out offering Three wishes for your chamber. What are they? 
I'd probably get rid of COVID first and foremost. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. That would certainly make life a lot easier. Um, You know, I I thought about this, this segment in in terms of sort of some goals that we have, you know, and, and one of the big things is, is really developing, uh, you know, Sag Harbor is our brand, but there's, there's hundreds of small businesses that, that make that up and really, uh, developing some some holidays, some weekends, some events that bring all those little pieces together. I mean, we do that a few times a year, but I think there's a real opportunity to put Sag Harbor on even a greater map by developing some of these special events, whether it's a you know, first Friday of the month or a, a special weekend, as I said, that really um, sh- shines the light on the community as a whole, but gives every business an opportunity to uh, create their own event within an event or a special night or a special offering. I mean, this is what chambers are designed to do. But um, I, I think that, that, that the notion of a, of a larger idea um, with, with smaller individual businesses able to build upon that, do their own thing, promote what they're offering, I, I'd like to see some more of that in our community. Um, and I guess, my, I guess my third thing is, is really to... Uh, strike. I've been thinking about this a lot lately, and, and it's one of my. I'd like to hear from some of the other panelists. But th- this notion of working with the village government, we're under a lot of development pressure uh, here in Sag Harbor. Uh, most resort communities see that from time to time, and it's a balance between how much the chamber should be involved in that sort of stuff. Uh, a lot of our business leaders say, you know, we should stay out of politics, and I agree. But uh, some of these development pressures or other government matters. It's, it's totally separate issue from politics. And uh, I think we need to strike a better balance in terms of being involved in our community, especially on issues that affect the business, uh, the business district. Um, these development pressures are real, they're right before us, and they can really reshape the way our village is for the, for the foreseeable future. So I think that figuring out a, a real positive way to work with our village government, to have the business community feel that it's being heard, uh, th- that's a real wish of mine to, to figure out a nice balance where it's not politics, which has taken on such a negative connotation, but it's more about uh, protecting what we have here already, which is a tremendous, tremendous historic character, cultural heritage, and really build on that, but, uh, but do so in a responsible way. Gavin, a little later in our program, we have a feature called Ask a Leader. And I think that's a great opportunity for um, the three of you to maybe discuss that a little bit further. Um, That's a good question to ask, and I'm sure the uh, other guests with us can probably add some insight. Absolutely. Thank you for that. All right, Holly, you're next. And I'll paint a picture for you. As you're driving driving along North Country Road, one of my most favorite roads on Long Island, (laughs) decide to pull into McNulty's Ice Cream Parlor. And that's a shameless plug for one of my favorite ice cream shops on Long Island. Absolutely. (laughs) As you pull your car onto the gravel parking lot, you see a magic lantern is just lying there. And when you get out of your car, you pick it up and a genie comes out granting you three wishes for the Mount Sinai Miller Place Chamber Alliance. What are you wishing for? So uh, McNulty's is one of my family's favorite places too. Every time we have... um, company we always make sure we bring them there for homemade ice cream because it's just amazing we've had we get the cakes made up handmade cakes from there that are just amazing you know we get them made up for birthdays and parties and graduations Mm -hmm. so McNulty's is absolutely a landmark and a place to go 
But what would I wish? So I agree with Gavin. Number one is COVID's got to go. <laughs> we, everyone is done with COVID. That was on my wish list when I was preparing for this segment as well. Um, it's tough. You know, it, it, it's, 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 you know, people are trying to be open and get back on their feet. And now with, you know, these possible mandates coming back, I have, uh, no, members and clients uh, calling me, you know, worried, am I going to get closed up, closed up again? And the first people are worried are the gyms and, 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 and the beauty salons, um, very concerned. And so, I, you know, it's like we've come up for a breath of fresh air and, and you know, it's summer and we've taken our masks off, we were going out and, you know, sometimes like, you know, you can be out for a period of time and almost forget that, you know, you know, that, you know, we've putting trying to put COVID behind us, but it's a reality and it's still there. And it's, you know, it's definitely prevalent in our neighborhood. Um, so we're doing the best we can. In fact, we've reinvented, you know, our chamber, you know, based on COVID because last year we couldn't have, you know, our meetings live meetings and things like that. But I know we'll talk more about that later. Uh, Holly, the, uh, as the expression goes, you may be tired of COVID, but COVID's not tired of you. Oh, I know. I know. I hear you. Um, so one of the challenges that we have, and this is my one of my big genie in the bottles, is getting more volunteers to be interested, you know, in the chamber and bodies to help us plan events, plan, you know, and not just month, no, we have our monthly events, but then we want to, we, we were small and we're still in our infancy. We want to plan like, you know, a spring event, a summer event, a fall event. And it takes a lot of people power, you know, because as we all know, we're all volunteers. And, uh, you know, I know, I know we either work for someone or have our own businesses. You know, I work with my husband. We have our own accounting firm right here in this office. And, uh, you know, so what we do, it's, it's volunteer. You know, we're doing it, you know, for the love of community and to give back and, you know, to try to make an impact. And um, it, we do find it challenging. It's definitely a challenge to get new people. So, you know, slowly, we've gotten a couple of uh, new people to help us. And it's great because they come in with new ideas and, um, uh, you know, different insights on things or things we've been working on and, uh, you know, and, but they'll have a different twist on it. So all that is definitely a plus, but it is a it's definitely a challenge. So that's definitely big on my list because again, we are small. We're, we're, my chamber, we're only right now, we're actually short. Uh, we're only six directors and we have two board assists. Uh, I know, you know, larger chambers, they can have upwards of almost a couple of dozen people, you know, to help out. But we have a shortage. We've ha we had a, a, a small turnover earlier this year, all one way or another COVID related that directors, you know, were not, you know, they needed to concentrate on their businesses, you know, it's for their livelihood and for their families. And, you know, they needed, you know, people just needed to step aside. And so we've gone through a really big shift this year. So that was my personal challenge because I was treasurer before this. I came in as it, I'm an accountant and uh, I have an accounting firm. I was very happy being treasurer and, you know, through the, uh, some, you know, people coming and going. I, went, I was quickly in six months from treasurer to vice president to president. 
And, wow. and, uh, yeah. So that was, you know, so it wasn't fast something fast tracked right to the top. That's how it goes. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and um, my my goal for this year was I, I didn't want to lose the chamber because I was hearing other chambers weren't making it and they were shutting down. And we put so much, you know, that those of us are still on board, we put, we put so much hard work into it. We didn't want to see it, you know, crumble. And I, we, we really feel the community really, really needs us. So we, we've reinvented ourselves and we're trying to get the word out there. And again, part of it is getting people. So and, Holly, uh, before you go to your third, so yeah. your issue is you have the same people that are doing all the work. Yes. It's the same six people, eight people, whatever. I will tell you as someone who has worked with many, many, many chambers on Long Island, you know, for every Melville that has, you know, 36 board members, there's a Mount Sinai Miller place that has six people and they're all doing this, the work of, you know, and and it isn't fair, certainly not equitable. I'm not even sure I know the answer, but I can tell you that you're not alone. Oh, it's it's good True. to know. It, it's you know, it's good to know. Um, that's why you know we've we've definitely you know through COVID where there was so much negativity and everything with that. I mean, one thing I try to you know just push is just being positive and moving forward and trying to you know reinvent ourselves because you know people are saying, well, we can't do this and we can't do that, and you know this is shut down. And I just got tired of people saying we can't, we can't. I said, listen, if we can't have networking meetings every single month, and I mean, we know we look forward to that. We'd like to see our businesses and our members face to face. You know, I said, but there's other things we can do. We, 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 did the, we did the Zoom meetings like this. You know, we actually, they actually were very successful. Um, but we thought of other ways outside of the box, other things right. to do. We developed a loyalty discount card program. And um, so, and it's brand new. Obviously, it's in in its infancy. But I saw it on your website, by the way. Yes, I, yeah. I checked yeah. it out. Very good. Very Thank good. You. Well, what's your yeah. third wish? So my third wish, and you know, it's it's getting the residents. Again, we're small. We're not a commercial area. We're mostly, I would say, ninety five percent residential, both Mount Sinai and Miller Place. As you know, we have our strip. You know, we have our Strip 25A and then we have North Country Road um, is where the majority of our shopping and our local businesses are. But we're mostly residential. And the thing is, we really need to drive home to our residents to that, you know, if you want it, if you're going to eat out, stay local because we've got so many sure. great restaurants here, you know, and well, different cuisines like Gavin was staying in Sag Harbor. I mean, Italian restaurants, Japanese, Greek, uh, you know, uh, Chinese restaurants, Mexican restaurants. And you know, one place is better than the other. Right, don't go too crazy. deep because you still have to do the day tripper segment. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but so but, so what is your your wish is to what have more to get the residents, residents involved? Yeah, to get the residents involved. And then that's why I have this loyalty discount card program. So I want to connect our residents to our businesses because we, we have a disconnect, you know, like, you know, basically we're all about, you know, you know, the businesses, the restaurants, the small businesses, the shops, and that's wonderful. And that is, you know, our main focus. That's why we're here. But 
we want to remind our residents that these people are here, their livelihoods are depending on you. And you can act, you know, you can spend a beautiful day as we'll talk about, you know, what you could do in a day. You can spend a full day and literally just drive a few miles in either direction and have a great day here. And I want to educate and get that out to our residents more. So I, I, ha I feel like there's a little bit of disconnect and that's one of my goals is to connect the residents with the businesses of the area. Okay, when we get to the Ask a Leader uh, segment, we're gonna talk about that. I have a good suggestion for you. Okay, good. All right, Joanne, let's say you're strolling along the lovely Venetian Shores Beach, as you mentioned earlier, and you spot a lantern floating in the Great South Bay. Right? Mm -hmm. Pull the lantern out of the water carefully. Mm -hmm. You open it and a genie pops out, granting you three wishes for the Lindenhurst chamber. What are you hoping for? To put a bubble over us and have all the stars and every marquee shine beautifully. No, yeah. but to be all kidding aside, uh, I do have a couple of wonderful wishes that uh, I am hoping for. And I have um, reached out to our Long Island Railroad to do a hopper pass. Mm -hmm. I think it would be so wonderful uh, where I am located, um, just uh, Western Suffolk County. Uh, if we go from, let's say, Massapequa, that would be just fine, uh, to uh, Patchogue. And on the weekends, since the railroad is complaining about computer commuter traffic, you know, they would like more because especially since COVID, it has taken its toll. Uh, I think they should we should have a discount pass for weekends so people could get on or off, regardless of the town that they're going in and within a certain area if they want to you know, because it's a it's one track right there going from there. And everything is walkable or certainly it really is all walkable yes. downtown. So everybody, so you will get the traffic from Massapequa, Amityville, Copeg, Lindenhurst, Babylon, Bayshore, Brightwaters, Islips, and Patchogue will go visit each other. Mm, and great. they will walk. They will take their children on a train because, well, I could do that as a day tripper, but <laughs> a lot of kids have never been on a train. And then you'll give them all the other experiences along with it. If you'd like, I'll talk about that after, not to drag that on. But to me, that hopper pass has got to be done. And it will be if, if I have my way. Uh, I am working really hard at that with our uh, Kevin McCaffrey, our legislator, and also our town supervisor is on board with this. Uh, Rich Schaefer, who we have. We have wonderful government, by the way. I, I will talk to you when we get to that segment. Rich is um, great, yeah. Definitely. So the other thing is uh, we really... I, like us to be known and we would i'll speak for all of all of us to be uh you know it's a destination place so we have a destination for the summer because you'll have the beaches but now at christmas time we we are becoming a real christmas de destination our bid along with our chamber along with our village are working together pooling monies together and we have been buying such phenomenal Christmas decorations. And we have a village square park by the gazebo that we decorate. Now we're hoping uh, the other wish would be that uh, it's a German town. Lindenhurst started as Breslau. And we're hoping to have a German market at Christmas time 
all weekend long and we will have and it's not just going to be vendors. It's got to be quality, you know, and just like a German market with really good quality things within this market. So you're a destination. We're a destination in the summertime. We have Hometown Heroes banners, which are with our Kiwanis Club. So you're from Memorial Day to Veterans Day. Uh, you'll be coming down. So hopefully, you know, we're just going to be this great destination 12 months out of the year, not just summer months, but winter, summer, spring and fall. I like your ambition. Thank you. I um, have a lot. <laughs> you made a reference to a bid earlier. Um, many of my listeners know what a bid is. We've had okay. people on to talk about a bid, but for those who don't, a bid is a business improvement district. Yes. Coming up next, it's Ask a Leader. That's where I'll stop asking the questions and let each of our guests take the mic. And we'll spend the day in Lindenhurst and Mount Sinai and Miller Place, too. My name is Mark Snyder. You're listening to Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. Welcome back to Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. My name is Mark Snyder, Chamber Chatter. It's a monthly roundtable discussion with today's Long Island business leaders. It's been underwritten by MapTunes, Long Island Chamber Maps. Let me reintroduce my three guests with me today. Joanne Betcher, she's a president of the Lindenhurst Chamber of Commerce. Gavin Manu, president of the Sag Harbor Chamber. And Holly Badaleri, president of the Mount Sinai Miller Place Chamber Alliance. Okay, it's time for our second day tripper segment. And this time... We're going to visit the communities of Mount Sinai and Miller Place. So, Holly, my family of five coming to your communities. What are we going to do for a day? What you got it planned? Well, like I think many people did this past you know weekend. We had a great weekend. Um, we have again a heritage park is beautiful. There's plenty of things to do. There's playgrounds, recreational fields, walking, biking paths, concessions. Um, once you're done there, I mean, just driving around and looking at all the beautiful homes in the area, um, the restaurants, many, many varied cuisines, you know, when you're hungry, you could stop off. There's Italian, Japanese, Mexican, Greek, countless bagel shops and pizza, uh, Paul, as I say, there's one of each and every shopping center, uh, quite a few ice cream specialty shops, including, the one you previously mentioned, McNulty's, which is well known in our area, family owned. Um, uh, there's many stores. I mean, kids may or may not want to go to stores, but there's gift shops, boutiques, specialty shops, uh, the beginning of some antiquing. Um, and then by the nighttime, you can go down at Cedar Beach. There's uh, Tiki Joe's there and if you want it's the best lobster roll in town, it's absolutely my favorite lobster roll there. Um, and, you know, they have a, whatever they have on the menu is very good. They have a good uh, variety on the menu. Beautiful beach, uh, the sunsets. Uh, I think I had started to say earlier, I mean, we were down the other night, my husband and I would go after dinner, we'd go uh, watch the sunsets, packed. 7.30, quarter to eight. By that time, the kid's getting a little tired, whatever. But people come, they have picnics, they're bringing their babies and you see the most spectacular uh, sunsets, uh, uh, I think on Long Island, right here at on Cedar Beach. 
Um, so it's a full day. It's a full day. And a lot of times I'll personally plan out a day and said, let's see how much we can do today and just stay within the two communities. And I come back very happy, very satisfied, very gratified because, you know, we, we patronized our, you know, businesses, our neighbors. We, we enjoyed the beautiful resources that is over, that is over here. And, uh, we try to tell other people, you don't have to drive far because there's a lot to offer in the area. Sounds great. Like I said, I, I know both areas very well, but I don't know, are there um, museums or any kind of cultural arts or things like that for people to visit down, and do? Down at the beach. So down at the beach, they have um, some uh, like marine museums, some hands-on stuff. Um, I Unfortunately, cannot tell you the hours. I'm not as privy with that. I don't know if it's just during the week or on the weekend, but they do have some of that going on. Um, again, we are mostly a residential area. Um, so uh, we don't have, you know, big, big buildings like that, you know, any type of museums or things, but basically, you know, it's a historic area. I mean, you know, we settled in Mount Sinai was settled back in the 1600s. Wow. So there's a lot of area to drive around and there's still um, homes and homesteads that are left, you know, if you drive around and, you know, go into some back streets and off of 25A for sure. Um, very, um, you, know, old, you know, old homes and things to see. But um, there's a lot, a lot of history, a lot of history from here. You know, and it's, it's, it's like anything else. It's, you know, it's very interesting to see how we came, you know, because again, there's almost 400 years of history here. You know, the people who settled years ago and, and how it started and, you know, where a lot of names of our streets came from, they go back to, you know, the original people who settled here. So mm. it's definitely rich and a lot of rich history. Okay. Thank you for sharing that with us. You're welcome. We have a segment on our program called Ask a Leader, and this is where I let our three guests talk amongst themselves, Ooh. and they usually come up with some pretty good ideas and stop, start swapping them amongst each other. So, Joanne, I'm going to start with you. Oh, great. What would you like to ask uh, either or both of our leaders that I have with me today? I think I'd like to ask. Gavin, the supporters that you got for your uh, to restore your um, theater uh, cinema that was there. Uh, just to ask again, is that all local and now it's owned locally or who or does the original owner still own it? Right. So, no, it is not owned by the original owner. It is it is it was purchased by actually a, a, a nonprofit group that uh, called the Sag Harbor Partnership, which then turned it over to yet another nonprofit called the Sag Harbor Cinema Arts Center. And Gavin, may I interrupt for a second, Gavin? Yes. Was it was it sold after the fire, or did this transaction take place before the fire? No, this it was sold after the fire. Okay. And uh, with 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 the you know because there was all sorts of things about turning those into condos or you know just a big box store, and and most of us in the community wanted to see it continue to be a cinema, uh, you know, in some form or another. But the, the, the lines between local and, uh, and not sort of blur out here a little bit because we're such a tourist uh, second homeowner community that whenever something is supported like this, it definitely is a cross between um, people who only spend uh, 10 weeks a year here. And, and often that's sort of the more big money donors. 
to everybody who chipped in $20 or $100 and, and maybe live here year round. And, and that's the best they could do. But everybody felt a, a piece of ownership. And I, and I think that that was why, what made it such a success was, uh, and what, what makes our community a success in general is, you know, most of our local community embraces the, the second homeowners or the tourist population because that's yeah. what So when it came to rallying around what we all saw as, a, as an important monument here in our town, uh, it, it, it required support across the board. Um, so th- this group had some, some very powerful fundraisers that, w- that were within them that had done this before. And they tapped every community they could think of f- from the um, millionaires right on down to the people who, uh, who work in our local shops here. So that, that's what made it success. And now the, the finished product really is, a, uh, is something that the whole community can, can call their own. Oh, yes. Fabulous. Thank All you. Right. Well, Gavin, how about you? You have a question. Yeah, uh, you well, were we, talking earlier about the villages and the you know relationships there. Anything for our two chamber leaders with us? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, either of you could take this. It's it's something you know, especially with a with sort of the charged political climate that we've all lived through for the past uh, few years. Just the notion of mentioning government or politics uh, sends sends some of our board members into a frenzy and, and running in the other direction. But I think these are important conversations. It's not always just about, you know, uh, a discount program or a Friday night on the town. Sometimes there's important issues that are faced. And I'd love to hear how uh, some of the dealings you've had with uh, with these governments. I'll be I'll take I'll take charge on that, if I may, Holly, if you don't mind my just mentioning something. Number one, uh, I'm blessed in our community uh, that we have two governments, uh, two different political parties that work hand in hand, hand in glove. Absolutely fabulous. I am also a member of the Downtown Revitalization Committee. Of course, you do have a representative on that, say Harbor and Miller Place also does uh, for grant money. But I will tell you when you're, uh, do you have a bid in Sag Harbor or in Miller Place? And Okay, uh, but it, it, when your local government, such as your villages, work together with the uh, county. Uh, We got grants, by the way, uh, not just through our downtown revitalization committee. We got magnificent grants. We had a great grant writer, which you do need. Uh, We got a a walkability study, a a study for our whole downtown to uh, how we can develop. And we have developed and we've used that study. They, I mean, we got a lot of money for that study. And now, of course, we're trying to get even more money that now the um, state gives or, or two counties give. But that's how we worked together. And it really and I have to tell you, it's a true partnership. There's no government type issues here. Uh, it's not even though you have parties, it's not political at all. Everybody's working together. Uh, key thing is getting a great grant writer. Yeah. Uh, key, key, big key. You know, um, Joanne, uh, last year at some point we had on uh, one of the chambers and we were doing the genie in a bottle. And his first wish was for a professional grant writer. Sure. He said, if you have a somebody who can knows how to write grants, you can generate a lot of money for your your chamber. Patchogue, how does Patch how did Patchogue get back on its feet? How did they do so well? Which I have been blessed to become very good friends with them, and they 
worked hand in glove with me and my and our township and uh, village for Lindenhurst. Um, grant writing, great. They got great grants. Wow. Even their theaters get great grants. So if you, you know, if you search around or, uh, or I'll give you whoever we had and, you know, I'll find out for you. But it's uh, we've had a couple of different ones, by the way. We had at first we started with one that was good. But, you know, there are better ones out there. And then that's what we did. And that's how these other uh, villages are, are. You do it. You have to do you have to get. You have to get the grants. So There's hired, money out those there. Hired grant writers. Yes, they are. I got gotcha. you. Great uh, advice. So great advice. It, it, it's the best money that you can put to get, you know, spend for the because most it'll, part. Because it'll, it'll come back to you. It'll right. come back to you. Oh, big yeah. time, big time. Terrific. And yeah. the, the studies that it's, it's just great. You'll love it. All right, Holly, your turn. Anything you'd like to ask the other two leaders with us here this morning? Yes. So how do you entice others to get involved, you know, and want to be part of the board, uh, be part of the mm -hmm. chamber, and then eventually, you know, to be, you know, maybe become a board assist, maybe just want to do one project or eventually become part of the board because, you know, we're only, you know, we're going to be presidents and vice presidents for, you know, a certain period of time, but we want the we want the succession. We want we want it to go down for future generations. That's why I you know I held try to keep everything together because I didn't want to see all the hard work that we we, we started to build and we literally mm -hmm. built it from the ground up. I didn't want to see that go to waste. But how do you get people excited about it? As, as excited as you are, like I love doing it. But again, one or two or three people can't do everything. So how do you get people to? be part of it. Okay. Yeah. Take that uh, one. Well, I can, I, I can answer. Okay. I uh, don't feel too bad. I'm president for the last 22 years. So <laughs> <laughs> am I the one to ask? However, <laughs> I uh, do. so uh, I don't feel too sorry for everybody that's saying there, but no, I do. I understand, but I will tell you what we're doing right now. Okay. And I, this has been absolutely phenomenal, is that we started a new uh, membership. We have a regular membership for $125, $200 for our other membership. Everybody's different how they do it. But right. what, what with the premier membership, what we are doing, we hired somebody for social media. And we're getting them, those that are in the premier, and they are on social media constantly, whether it be Instagram, whether it be Facebook, and it's rotating and it's going absolutely. And they, and then we started now having the restaurants and I'll talk about dates. We won't talk about that, but then you start having functions. We're doing that, uh, you know, with our um, uh, different block parties and that, that we are having, but that's what you have to do. You have to excite the membership. They always want to know what you're going to do for them. You know, yes. they have, you've got to all work together. It's not what I can do for you. It's how we can all work to make this a, a wonderful, uh, vibrant organization and to make them all be known. Not everybody's going to be a part of it. You have a little different downtown than I do or that Sag Harbor. You know, we have it a little differently than you. You have it a little harder. That's why you have to make it more exciting. And that's why I think what Mark mentioned earlier for you personally, yeah. 
get your get your PTAs involved and things of that nature yes. because you have a different you know type of a, a community than we do for um, chamber. And one thing we don't have, like we don't have a downtown area, you know, like, like that. So we're definitely lacking in that. I mean, we don't, I mean, as far mm -hmm. as, as, you know, the chamber, we don't have one central location. Well, you do mentioned, you mentioned it more than once, twice, three times that you have a beautiful park. Yes. So you get your businesses to be able to, and your government to allow you to have something perhaps at that park. Correct. And yes. uh, have your businesses, you know, they be the big sponsors. They get the big signs up. That, right. And that's what you get your businesses for. And you get your residents to help you. Yes. You know, do it. And then you can get, uh, I mean, like the committee I'm on for Suffolk County, I represent our legislator. Every legislator has a representative on this committee. And you do have to be a true downtown to be able to get grants for this because it's, to help the downtowns grow even more. So we get the, you know, the decorative lighting or we get, you know, a lot of different things helping with parking lots and that sure. or signage. So right. it's a little different for you. Yeah. All right, Joanne, our next segment involves you. So I don't want you to use up all of your energy. I won't. In that question. <laughs> uh, but thank Sorry. you for, for those questions. Um, let's get back to our final day tripper segment. Um, oh. Joanne Betcher, I know you touched on this at the open, so I'm going to give you maybe a minute here just to kind of, you know, put a button on it. How can I spend a day in Lindenhurst? Like, okay, well, itinerary for me. all right. So perhaps you come by train and you get off the train with your family. Uh, we have wonderful restaurants there, but we have live theater and they have children's theater also. Um, they, we definitely have the beaches so you can just, um, we also have a, a share bike so you could get on the bicycles and take the bike down to the beach. It's not that far. It maybe is a mile and a half down and you can ride down there. You can, they also have a spray park for the children at the beach, which is the great South Bay. And they have a wonderful restaurant there and they have live bands. So if it's, you get there a little later in the afternoon, you could do that. If you come back into the village, uh, you certainly could go, or before you go out, you could go to the museums. Uh, we do have the museum on, on Main Strip, which is South Wellwood Avenue. Oh, we have our Railroad Depot, Depot Museum, which is uh, just two blocks west of our Main Street and on Wellwood Avenue. Uh, on Friday and Saturday nights, they have live music concerts at our gazebo, you know, the Lindenhurst Square Park. Um, and once again, all of the, um, we have wonderful ices, uh, and bakeries. So we have also, I will say we, we have a beautiful sunsets also. Yes. So if you go to the beach, you could come back, you could have your, um, you can go to the restaurants and have your meal and then you could walk to the bakeries and get your pastry for your dessert and uh, then go listen to live music. We also have benches and uh, park benches and tables uh, right by that gazebo. So you can have your food, uh, some food delivered to those park benches. If you don't, you know, they have the, um, the square, uh, is that what it is? The, um, yep. where you pay for you it know, on the, get the menu on the, on the square and they'll, and they'll deliver it to your bench. And, right. and we have breweries. <laughs> 
It's great. I don't you, know. You, I was going to say, beer. I'm going to finish up my day with a beer at that lovely new brewery. that opened <laughs> We have up. Sand City Brewery, you have no. 27A, you have Belfast, uh, you right. have Mead Works that has uh, delicious wines and oh, just the whole place. Uh, you know, we have uh, German or, or, or it's uh, hard, to, uh, it's hard to know where to stop, right? Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to leave anybody out. No. Anyway, absolutely right. great. And I know Lindenhurst well, so mm-hmm. you're spot on. All right. Special thanks to my three guests for joining me today. Joanne, thank you. You're the president you. of the Lindenhurst Chamber, for those of you who just joined us late. <laughs> Gavin Manu, president of the Sag Harbor Chamber, and Holly Bottleary. Did I get that right? Yes, you did. (laughs) President of the Mount Sinai Miller Place Chamber Alliance. You've been listening to Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. It's been underwritten by MapTunes, Long Island Chamber Maps. Chamber Chatter is also available as a podcast. You can visit WCWP.org forward slash Chamber Chatter. And it's on YouTube. Search WCWP Studios. Special thanks to my good buddy, Dan Cox. He's the director of broadcasting at WCWP. Throughout this pandemic, he's been my engineer and he's worked tirelessly to keep this radio station on the air with quality programming. And to my listeners, remember to always keep your local businesses in mind when you're making purchases or you're utilizing services. Yes, it's that important. Up next, it's Project Independence and you. Enjoy the weekend. Like what you hear? Here's how you can let us know. Give us a call at 516-299-2626 or email us at info at wcwp.org. Like us at facebook.com slash mywcwp and leave a comment or tweet us at mywcwp. We welcome all kinds of feedback. To directly support the podcast you just enjoyed, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to give back, visit WCWP.org and click the support tab. Thanks for listening from your friends at WCWP.